Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Our Soul. This is our first 2024 episode. So you know what that means. No, we're we're actually not going to do New Year's resolutions. I'm sorry. Every single podcast that you're listening to right now, everybody's talking about New Year's resolutions, New Year, New Me, all of the junk at the beginning of the year. Great, fabulous, fantastic. We are the anti-resolution podcast for this year. Um, not that we're against people like making resolutions in general, but like, let's be serious. It's been a lot. It's been a minute. It's just the first of the year. It's a calendar. Somebody chose it long time ago. Some, you know, Roman emperor moved around the dates so that we started everything off January 1. It very well could have been February 1st, March 1st, you know, November 13th. Who knows? Pick a date. It can be a new year. We're at some point hurling around the sun. My name is the Reverend Terry Williams. I am with you again in this new year. Every year is a new year with us. And Kelly Fox, Kelly Fox, what new years have you already experienced beyond this last, I don't know, three or four days here? Um, well, uh, I think like thinking about New Year's resolutions and, uh, all of that. I had my first therapy appointment of the year this or uh, today, and uh, one one thing that I talked to my therapist about is not setting New Year's resolutions um, because of the pressure that it puts on people and myself. Um, you know, I had I I think back to like years like twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, and twenty twenty two. This. Just the early 2020s. It's still coming. Um, but like those, those were some some rough years, especially 2022, um, with the fall of Roe. Uh, and and thinking about how I set these goals at the beginning of the year, not fully knowing what the full year was going to entail, what it was going to look like. Maybe having some kind of understanding that things were going to be rough, things were going to be, you know, whatever they were going to be. Um, and then I put extreme pressure on myself to still fulfill the goals that I made uh, before things got rough. And I think one thing about not setting a, a resolution, if you're still feeling like the need to set a resolution, um, I personally have uh, my own <laughs> intentions around things and my own, you know, kind of like shooting, you know, they say like shoot for the moon and you'll end up among the stars or something like that. Uh, having kind of things that I'm aiming for, but like if they don't happen, they don't happen. It's fine. Uh, but I think like, you know, what you were pointing towards, like the beginning of the year is just something that somebody made up. Um, so I don't often talk about like what my current, um, religious practices. I don't really have like a strict religious practice um, since leaving the Methodist church a few years ago. Um, but I do like uh, think about like nature and how nature um, moves and cycles through things. And for nature, and I will be real, I am an astrology girly. Um, and for, for nature and the stars and all of this, it, the beginning of the year is not even in January. It's in March. You know, if you think about, um, like, 
the how the plants outside are they're sleeping they are in hibernation they are waiting in the ground before they spring back up in the spring at the spring equinox when things are growing and becoming new again when you plant your seeds and they blossom that is the beginning of the year to me and so i've been thinking about and telling my friends that you know if you're not feeling up for creating a resolution if you're not feeling like the new year new me like fresh start kind of thing at the beginning of this year (laughs) neither is nature and uh also as an astrology girly like the cycle of the zodiac also ends in um march and so the beginning of the zodiac begins with aries and ends with uh pisces and thinking about uh (laughs) right now we're in capricorn season and capricorns are earth-based um and kind of like hard-headed uh the 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 stereotypes of capricorns are like hard-headed and grounded and those kinds of things so it's not even in a time in any space to be blossoming new things and planting seeds like imagine we go outside and you try to plant seeds at least here in good old ohio you don't plant seeds outside on january 1st because those seeds will not be doing anything um, for quite some time if they even survive that long. So, uh, you know, I've been thinking about like resolutions and and all of that. And then even in the nonprofit space, we always have this assumption that at the beginning of the year, we're going to start off strong with our goals and things. And I know this year on my team, uh, we've kind of had this, this mindset that like Q1 is going to be about getting reset up. It's going to be about, you know, getting back in the swing of things. And we can't expect ourselves to just come right out the gate January 1 with the best work ever. Because let's be real, we're going to be digging out of our emails and uh, trying to set up new things, new calendars, stuff like that. So if you're out there feeling like and it doesn't feel right to make an uh, an intention or a resolution or a goal right now, uh, you are in good company <laughs> and it is totally cool to not, if you want to make a resolution, if you want to make an intention, whatever, um, if you want to make that now, if you want to make that in the springtime when, um, you know, winter seasonal depression isn't so bad, <laughs> uh, that's, that's totally fine. There are no strict rules around, uh, you know, setting, like, refreshing, resetting. Uh, y- it can happen at any time. Life is fluid. Don't restrict yourself to a calendar that some Roman man, probably, uh, set up so long ago, long before you were even a thought. Uh somebody set up this calendar and you do not need to abide by it if that is not what um is fulfilling to you or um life-giving to you and your goals anyway thus ends my rant (laughs) amen so let it be ashe and all the other things um yeah i'm 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 there with you like it is a real struggle to explain to people why the beginning of the year begins in January 
Um, and we, we set up, you even mentioned like, oh, you know, our Q1 goals, like quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, we have these, these arbitrary time adjustments that we make that people have given actual, like almost personification to, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I hear people on the regular, oh, you know, we, we, we're going to have to get to that in quarter two, because that's kind of a quarter two kind of thing. You know, quarter one just feels different. <laughs> well, friends, it's not about feeling there. It, it, it these are these are ways that we mark time in our space, right? And how we mark time tells us a lot about what we believe and what our values are and what we hold as sacred and important or not so sacred and not so important. Not to get super like religious or super repro on you, but this <laughs> is a religion of repro, repro podcast, <laughs> right? Huh. Um, like reproduction as a biological function takes certain phases and you do not have the same kind of engagement and the same kind of involvement of your body and of the whole of your system, you know, your ecological, social, functional systems in every phase of reproduction. It's a process. Different things happen at different times. You know, as Kelly was talking about, you know, this is the phase in the Earth's reproduction and the Earth's regeneration in at least our hemisphere where everything is just kind of like trying to make it through, right? There are seeds buried deep in the ground that their only job today is to contain enough moisture and retain enough moisture that they maintain enough heat that they don't completely freeze out and die, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not a big flashy, oh, look at this and now I have a bullet point journal, friends, right? (laughs) It's, I'm a seed, and tomorrow I'm still here, right? Because those seeds are waiting. They're waiting their environment out until they can blossom. And if you don't think that that is an intentional metaphor we're using to talk about the state of Ohio right now and repro, <laughs> um, you haven't listened to us much. Because let's be honest, friends, there are a lot of us who feel like we are the seeds waiting deep within, waiting to burst forth. Right. Like we saw a little bit of that. I I feel like I feel like we've we've just like gotten the tendril, the first tendril of spring above the ground in this last year of, you know, issue one in August. We voted down issue one in November. We voted for Um, we even saw good, good Lord. We even saw Mike DeWine by some stroke of of miraculous engagement. Um, veto a horrible anti-trans bill. Gross. That's that's like very base level. Like, oh, you decided not to do something really horrible to children. Congratulations. But we are in this state, and not just the, the physical state of Ohio, but this state, like, you know, presence of being in our roles right now, where we are striving to survive, right? That's okay. If, if you're in that space of maintaining your stasis, maintaining your life within, that's good. Because that's the step that precedes any kind of outward growth. I think about my religious tradition as a practicing Christian, we start our gear when we think about, you know, what are our values and what are, you know, really the things that we hold sacred? What do we mark time around? 
we don't start our year on January 1st. Mm-mm. And and we also don't start our year in the spring. In the Christian church, we begin our year in Advent. Advent typically falls because it's, again, a lunar festival, so it does move around. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Christians don't know it, but we're all uh, astrology girlies in the Christian <laughs> church. They just don't know it yet, right? Yeah. We're all following that moon cycle, right? But the moon cycle, typically end of November, beginning of December, we begin the four, some Christian churches do seven, uh, weeks of Advent, And that Advent is the time before what we recognize as the birth of Christ. Fun story, Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December. That's a whole separate podcast about how um, we co-opt pagan things all the time in Christian tradition because that's what religions do. We just come in and like fall all over each other. But um, for the purpose of, of this discussion, we take a look at when does the beginning really begin? It's not at the birth of Jesus, right? For us as, as Christians, we believe that the things that lead to the birth of Jesus are really important. So we have things like um, Mary and uh, her cousin Elizabeth having dialogue and conversation, right? Talking not just about what they hope for themselves, but what they hope for the world, right? They're plotting and conspiring for the downfall of empires, these women, right? Right. We hear this voice from Mary in the Magnificat when she, uh, you know, consents to this pregnancy. She finds that she is, you know, going to be in this way because the angel has come to her and said, you know, this is this is what we have planned, Mary. You know, Mary says, let it be with me. You know, I'm your servant. Mary gives this beautiful song about how her hope for the world is not like, you know, sunshine and bunnies and kittens and, oh, you know, I'm going to be the mother of a god and I'm going to get lots of things. No, her whole process is God is going to come and tear the mighty down from their thrones and lift up the lowly. God is going to fill the hungry with good things and send the rich away empty, right? Mary's got a lot in her bullet journal and that's happening well before January 1st, right? So in our tradition, again, we begin counting that time earlier than the physical calendar, right? No matter where you start your year, no matter where you begin your meaning making, it's really important to understand what are the things that you're really focusing on in this next time frame, in this next time period. For me in particular, when I do any kind of planning, I do intentionally take January as a time to set intentions, but not for the whole year. I set intentions typically for the next three months. Um, Again, as a Christian pastor, my life works on like where Christmas, Easter, and vacation happen to be, right? (laughs) Those those three great festivals of the church. Um, So like when I think of planning months, I am a January, April, August, November person, and None of those leave equal space in between, right? Um, You know, three months, January, February, March are kind of clumped together in my mind because that's all before Easter. April, May, June, July are all that like after Easter and summer. August, September, October tend to be our fall planning season, and I call that mm-hmm. nonprofit season in the church. <laughs> and then November and December are just their own animal, like just just kind of you make it through, right? You get through, you make it through, and then you have a little time. 
however you organize your time though like it's okay to be on your own cycle it's okay to acknowledge things about yourself that are different than other people right this might even be a great time for you to explore what it looks like to differentiate yourself from the rest of the world are you a deep and mindful planner or are you just not right how many of us have purchased that one journal that's gonna like save the world this january 1st uh -huh. right we're like it's it's gonna make magic things happen it's gonna, piles of those right mm -hmm. i i just i think back on them like you know a horde of ex-boyfriends right it's just it's just yeah. no good i, I mean, stopped doing it to myself just stop doing yeah I mean, as a as a person with ADHD, I think something that I am c trying to come to terms with, and maybe this is one of my intentions for this year, is just there are some things that I, as a person with ADHD, are just not am just not going to be able to do, and one of those things is um, keeping my house very clean. It is something that my husband has expected that his life is just cleaning up after me. Um, and, and he, he has actually said that to me, um, which is fine. At, at least he knows. Um, oh, that we could all find spouses so so generous <laughs> and kind, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, so I am just learning to accept about myself that I cannot put this pressure to be, you know, the HGTV, like, clean house person. Uh, I can tidy up and I can make things, you know, look decent and presentable for other people, but I'm not going to be the one who has the urge and desire to deep clean my house. However, here's the great thing. Um, I am in a financial place that I can hire someone to do that for me. And so my house can be deep clean and I can avoid having pests and having anything bad in my refrigerator. Um, and, uh, not put the extra pressure on myself as well another thing that i've decided for this year um i know there's a lot of like ads about this and like i'm good i'm just taking advantage of some of those like uh ads about like new stuff for the new year um but i struggle with making lunch and remembering to eat it um and so i have decided that i can afford to um sign up for one of those like meal plan uh uh programs where they just send you <laughs> meals that you eat over the course of the week and you get weekly meals so now i have the intention of eating lunch and i don't have to even make it i've made it easy on myself to um try to uh or try to uh work towards these intentions um even though I know that there are some things about me that are, are just really difficult to change. Um, you know, I accept the fact that, like, I got a digital planner. And, of course, every ADHD, every person with ADHD has probably gotten a planner thinking that it's going to change them forever. Um, and uh, I got a planner. But um, I accept that I'm not going to fill it out every day and I'm not every page is going to be used and that's okay. And the way that I use it may look different. And I actually have several different planners to fulfill different parts of my life that need to be organized differently. Um, and so I think like this year, part of that anti-resolution thing is like, there are some things about me that aren't going to change and I'm just going to accept them. 
Um, and I'm not going to push myself to try to be the clean house HGTV girly because that's not me. Um, and I'm not going to push myself to be a person who makes myself a nice lunch every day. But I am going to make sure that I get fed and I am going to make sure that my home is one that I can thrive in. And um, I can do those things without putting excess pressure on myself. Um, yeah. And I, 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 in this case, I am using this kind of, uh, you know, January 1st, like, pressure uh, <laughs> uh, to, like, make changes. I'm using it to my advantage because I used one of those, like, discount codes for my meal plan thing. Uh, but I think one thing that we should talk about a little bit is this uh, kind of, like, complex, this, like, uh, very capitalist thing where not only are we out here buying planners thinking that it's going to save our life, but we're advertised that, like, we should buy this planner because it's going to save our life. And it's like, oh, you know, this year is, uh, like, going to be crazy. So make sure that you're, you know, signing up for your gym membership and that you're getting these planners and trying to, you know, do all of that because you want to be better this year. Um, and what does January 1st, like, what what is different about January 1st as compared to December 1st? It's just a Monday this year. It was just a Monday. Um, and the only difference is that Planet Fitness is advertising so hard to you because they, I, I recently found out that if every person who had a Planet Fitness membership actually showed up to Planet Fitness, they would not be able to hold that amount of people in their um, spaces and their whole business model is based off of having people sign up having them forget about their membership and then reaping the benefits so that they can advertise in Times Square on New Year's Eve and everywhere else across the internet um, to get you to sign up for their $20 a month. Uh, I'm not advertising for them. This is an anti-advertisement. <laughs> this is just this is just a conversation about capitalism. Not I'm not this is not an ad. Um, anyway, but uh, I think that there is this kind of capitalism around the beginning of the year that puts that pressure on us to think like we should be making goals and resolutions that don't fit into the way that nature or even our own religious practices work. Um, yeah. And, and I think that it, you know, the new year, new me, you are broken and must be fixed industrial complex, <laughs> right? Is it's just hard at work, right? The planet fitness, the, you know, massage your thighs and get liposuction and have this new, you know, lipstick. And once you finally decide none of that's good enough, hey, by the way, we've got, um, you know, 30 different meals at Bob Evans for $8.99 or whatever. Like, it is, it is just a money-making scheme to continue sucking the life out of people after the quote-unquote season of giving, right? The reality that we face in this nation is the same reality across so many sides and facets of our lives that there are industries set up to help us stigmatize ourselves and through guilt and shame force us into choices that are economically advantageous for people with power. And it gets dark real quick when you start like working through this, but um, you know, those of us who work particularly with, um, you know, people who are seeking abortions, 
we experience stigma in those settings when people who have experienced stigma directly come forward with all this language about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I encounter this a lot when people are trying to find out like how they're going to either afford abortion care or how they're going to get over the practical support obstacles that they have, right? When people are like, oh, you know, it, the the cost is so expensive and I just haven't saved enough, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't been wise enough with my money. And if I just had been a little better and a little smarter, I would have, no, no, the no, no. The was not built for you. Health that is the problem. care should not cost you money, right? No. Healthcare should not be a profit center for anybody. And we should not have crappy federal laws that prohibit abortion care from receiving stipended care money, right? Like, that's the situation we're in. And I, I think about that in terms of, you know, the new year, new me complex of it, it really is all cycled together. It's one system that's trying to tell us we're inferior. It's trying to tell us that we're not worth it. It's trying to tell us that we're broken and there's some problem that we have to like, you know, engage on our own with no support and how dare we reach out for help when the reality is we're in community this, this life is not meant to be done alone, right? We reach out and we support each other through whatever we're going through, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have to be the person with the perfect house. It's okay to get help, right? It's, it's okay to look and say, guess what? I'm just never going to be that person. And um, it's clean and I'm all right with that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm cool. It is more than okay for us to acknowledge that, hey, I, you know, need care right now that I cannot pay for, and I'm going to reach out to abortion funds and practical support orgs and, you know, my friends and my family to help support me in this moment, right? I mean, that's why we have the Jubilee Fund for Abortion Mm -hmm. Justice. That's why we work with practical support organizations to make sure that people have that kind of support. Um, You know, I I think about for me in the work that I do, I have to come to a place to say, I do not have to be the one all the time, right? I can I can take vacation. I can take time away. There will be other people. There will be other hands to help because um, as our colleague uh, Nicole Moreno at Catholics for Choice is so often heard saying, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Um, but to be able to say, I'm not going to pressure myself. I'm going to set intentions for the kind of thriving future and thriving world I want to see. And if I don't necessarily hit the marks that I had in my mind, that's not a failure. That's a learning. We're going to take it. We're going to move forward. There's no guilt, no shame in this new year because there's plenty of guilt and shame in a lot of other people who are gunning for our emotions <laughs> right now, right? We we can you can rely on your bank, your student loan organization and somebody <laughs> in traffic to give you all the guilt and shame that you need in your life. You do not have to generate any of it yourself, right? Yeah. You yeah. can leave that be. And maybe, you know, if you're going to do a New Year's resolution, make your New Year's resolution something around leaving guilt and shame in the past. Yeah. And you can make that today, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> the third, the fourth, the eighth, the sixth, whatever the day is. If you're listening to this make in that June, today. that can be today. Um, That's right. Happy I, New Year. Happy New Year. 
Um, I will say um, we're coming up to the end of our time, but um, uh, we are having a community meeting uh, on the 10th, I believe. Um, and we're going to be talking about vision boarding, which is something that I uh, started doing last year and I really do love doing. But I think of it as kind of a surrounding myself with images of where I want to be and what kind of uh, vibe. I'm very based off of vibes, what kind of vibe I want to bring into my life. And so instead of creating these pressures and um, this uh, sense of needing to do something because I said I would do it, uh, creating a sense of like, what kind of environment do I want to put around myself? And if all elements of that environment don't happen, that's okay. Um, so uh, I'm excited to to lead kind of that conversation there and uh, to be able to think about how do we hold in a holistic way uh, go into the new year. And if we want to make goals, how do we make that without harming ourselves? So Anyway, that is the end of our podcast today. I uh, hope you guys are all having a happy new year um, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.